We have our three scripture passages um, in your bulletins. They are written there. You will notice right away the similarities, the common thread between them. Um, And we're just going to read them together. And I'm just going to actually point out that in the second one, um, we're not going to read the part in parentheses. Um, but I will just highlight now, and then we can get down to it when we get down to it, is that the, there's a Greek word, entos, I just love this passage, that means inside or, or within. It also actually means among as well. So. so let's just start with the first one from Luke 2, 10 through 11. And the angel said to them, be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, For to you is born this day Christ the Lord. And from Luke 17, Jesus said, Behold, the kingdom of God is within or inside of you. And then from Luke 1, Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be unto me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now may God bless our receiving of this word of abundant life. I mentioned in the announcements about last week and how um, Tammy um, gave us, uh, shared the message with us, and thank you again, Tammy, and she was talking um, about, which is a very common theme, um, Laura shared again today, about God's light, God's light. Uh, And she was talking about it in terms of God's light connecting us both with God and connecting us with each other. And she mentioned about how we lift each other up. And she was talking about how she was lifted up so much and supported by by so many of you, so many of us in the congregation. What she didn't tell you, which was interesting, was all the lifting and supporting and shining her light that she did while behind the scenes, while she was at the same time being really drugged through um, a lot of difficulties. She was helping church members navigate a very serious life and death trial, literally, helping another church member and their daughter <clears throat> navigate through a brutal divorce, and helping someone else who was just going through really, really difficult marital times. She was being God's light, even in the midst of her own darkness and making connections with that light. And and so I was thinking about connections in that regard last week and how we're part of this, we're just part of this this intricate and and actually delicate and exquisite fabric of love and friendship and support and, and spiritual connection that happens in so many ways. And we are spiritually connected and connecting in these ways with each other, and we're connected with God. <clears throat> and this comes on so many levels. And it's such a great, it's such a gift to be able to experience this with you in so many ways. And, and I was thinking about this where, where last Sunday afternoon we had um, a new members meeting, and in that meeting, there was a lot of sharing of, of the heart from, from the folks who were there, and we experienced a connection with one another in a way. There was about a, uh, about a dozen new members and who were going to be joining the church next Sunday, and, and there was also another about dozen um, 
church members who have been here for, for many, many years. Um, there are a number of deacons and other people in, in the church. <clears throat> and we were all sharing what drew us here and what nourishes us while we're here and what, what keeps us. And everybody who's been to a new member uh, meeting throughout your lives, we, we really go through the same process. <clears throat> and it never ceases to amaze me how you know, everyone who's there um, has a completely unique life, has a completely unique background. Um, we all have these different paths of, of getting here. <clears throat> but then there's one thing that I feel that always stands out, and that's a common thread that we share in, in, in faith in terms of what are we seeking and what are we, what are we finding? And typical with the sharing of these experiences, <clears throat> there are certain words that come up. And people talk about, uh, you know, that this is a warm place and welcoming and helpful and relevant and comfortable and authentic and connected. And in these words, I think that what people are saying, what we're feeling is, is the, the, the presence of God's spirit alive and, and connecting us. And so in thinking about the connectedness on, on all these levels and more, I just wanted to share a few more experiences of connection that happened last week. First of all, on Tuesday, um, sitting right there, and because the baptismal font is there, it's kind of unusual to happen on a Tuesday, but we had a baptism here in the afternoon, and it was for a little, little girl named Eloise Wiswell, and she was... She is um, the fourth generation of, of Wiswells who are here in this congregation. And so there's this great uh, kind of genealogical connection and historical connectedness. And, and it was, it was a, a beautiful time together. And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be sharing some other levels of connection in that regard a little bit later on. The next day, Wednesday, <clears throat> I'm in my office and I don't know if something like this ever happens to you, but um, as I was in my office, I'm trying to focus on, on getting something done. <laughs> ah, <laughs> it's something that really needs to get done, but my mind is being pulled elsewhere. I'm getting distracted. <clears throat> and oddly enough, my attention is being drawn to a book that's on my desk. And it's titled The Book of Awakening by Mark Nepo. And <clears throat> this book had been sitting on my desk for months. And I really hadn't done anything with it. But for some reason, as I'm trying to get, to get other things done that are really timely, it's like I just keep I'm getting drawn to this book. So I picked it up, and I see the note inside that was still in its envelope. And I looked at it, ah, yes. It was a beautiful note that was written to me by Shannon Doyle. Shannon, who sings in a choir and is our alto soloist and a church member. She gave me the book a number of months ago, and she wrote the note to me. Was it like in July, maybe? Yeah, 
So it was in July. And uh, I was away for a lot of July. I was still recovering from my shoulder. And then we went away in August. So there it was on my desk. And the note is a really, really beautiful note. And she was sharing a gratitude. And she was sharing some reflections about her mother's life and death. And she was thanking me for being a part of her mother's journey, where her mother in her last few days, it was last February, eight months ago, when, when your mom was in the hospital, and some, out in the Midwest, somewhere out west, yeah. It's like those maps that kind of, you know, the East Coast and then <laughs> this vague area, sorry. And, and you texted me um, saying, you know, my, I think my mom is transitioning. Uh, could we do a FaceTime call and talk with, talk with your mother and talk with you? And we had a prayer on that FaceTime call. And it was a very, very potent time, as these things are. And then, uh, and then your mom died the next morning. You let me know, very peacefully. And after that, we did a lot of reflecting on that whole experience. And as so many of us know who have been through that and things like that, it's a very, very profound time. It's a very, very potent time. But here's this book and note that's been on my desk this whole time there for months. So as I'm trying to focus on something else, I pick up the book, I read it, and then there's something that moved me to I just thought, you know, I just want to reach out to Shannon, even though this was a long time ago. I'm just going to write her a text. And I wrote this. I said, hi, Shannon. I was just reading the beautiful note that you had written, along with the gift of the Book of Awakening. Such a profound and sacred experience and journey with your mother, as you say. So just lifting you up in some prayer today. And Shannon texted back. And she wrote, thank you, Paul. Today is her birthday. Hmm, yeah. She said, I appreciate the prayer. Grief is an incredible teacher if we allow it to help us to learn about love. She said, I definitely feel she is communicating through you and I. She wrote, I asked her for a sign last night that she was still with me. I wrote back, wow. I said, what was it that made me look at your note in the book that had been sitting on my desk? And I said, for weeks, it had been months. And then write you a note. I said, I don't even for a moment think that that's coincidence. <laughs> she wrote back and she said, I don't either. Not even a little bit. She's with me. Wow, wow, wow. Sitting in gratitude and tears, I'm blown away. I wrote back. I said, something to deeply behold. May you let it sink in deeply, which I know you are. Very sacred occurrence. I said, it's interesting and an honor to be a vehicle. I said, I have nothing to do with it, of course. Just happened to be the right channel at the right time. And I'm always gobsmacked at what unique avenues and channels these messages, communications, connections take to let you know 
I'm here. Everything's okay. And later, by the way, when I asked her if I could share this, she said, absolutely. And then she said, and the music on Sunday is an absolutely perfect fit. We're singing, make me a channel of your peace. I said, seriously? <laughs> I said, I had no idea. I hadn't looked at the music part. So all this happened, <clears throat> and I'm reflecting on, on, on this in my office. I'm just, and somebody comes into my office. And I was so taken by this whole thing. That's, that's where I was, because this kind of thing doesn't happen every day, does it? So this person who came in, I said, you know, so, so here's an interesting thing that just happened. And I was sharing what happened, and I'm, I'm talking with her about this, and I said, I don't know how these connections are made, but I'm intrigued and fascinated, just like I said to, to Sharon. I said, because each time this happens, and it's happened about 30-some times in the last 40 years. It's happened with me, it's happened with Laura, I speak with you, it happens to you. I said, each communication or connection is unique, and the connections always seem to take a very kind of a tailored uh, path. That's something that's available right at the moment, and there's, it gives just the right message to the person who's receiving it. So a connection is made, and it's like, I feel like it's a tap on the shoulder. Laura calls it, you know, God winks. Just something to say, you know, I'm here. Now, in the past, it's been things like, there's somebody who had a very powerful connection with hawks, would write poems about hawks and everything. And after she died, I'm out on a run, and, and I see three hawk feathers. And there's her and her two children. Could be a bat. That's happened, also, where I thought it was going to be a catastrophe, and it turned out to be the most perfect thing that happened where there was a bat flying around in our fellowship hall right before a service, packed service. And, and they said, oh my, I, said, I, I went into the library and I said, I hate to tell you this, it's about two minutes before the whole sanctuary is absolutely packed. I said, I don't know what to do because there's a, there's a bat flying around in fellowship hall where we were gonna have a reception right afterwards packed. And they said, oh, fantastic, fantastic. That's, a, that's our family symbol for getting together and celebrating and having a party. I said, I have no idea. I have no idea. Or a penny, you know. With someone, several pennies started showing up to different people who happened to notice them, pick them up, and to notice, huh, this penny is stamped with the date, uh, the birth year of, of the person who I was just thinking about. Same person. Different people, different places, including me when I was down in Florida one time and I stopped, I'm thinking about this person, I look down, pick it up, there's the date. I'm like, oh my God. So it's jaw-dropping to me sometimes at how we're connected in so many different levels. So I'm saying all this to this person who's in my office 
about, you know, just kind of reflecting on how this works. And I said, you know, it's like that sea glass over there that's on the table um, by my door <clears throat> in my office. And, and here's some of the sea glass. And I said, you remember Annie Wiswell? Now, she was part of the family. I said I was going to get to it later. She was part of the four generations of family who I did the baptism for. She would have been the aunt of this little baby. And, and I, Annie grew up in this church, and she died in August 2014, eight years ago. She was 26 years old. It was devastating. A few months after Annie died, her father came into my office. And it was shortly after Christmas, and he said, Paul, I have something for you. And he gave me that sea glass. And he said, let me tell you a story. He said, when, when Annie was alive, we, uh, a thing that we would do is we would walk the beach. <clears throat> and we would you know, walk and enjoy, and we would pick up sea glass. He said, and we would save it, and we have a big jar of it at home. He goes, on Christmas morning, I'm missing her just terribly. It's tearing me apart. So I decide to take a walk on the beach. They live on the beach. He goes, I'm missing her so badly. I'm crying. I'm a mess inside. And at one point, he goes, I'm just calling out to God, you know, in, inside of myself, just really with, with, with this feeling, with this yearning of just, God, can you give me some connection, something? And he goes, you know how sometimes those beams of light break through the clouds? You know, this, like these pictures that I have, right? He goes, and these beams of light, they break through the clouds. It's not supernatural, just, you know, it happens. He goes, but I'm walking along this beach, yearning like this. I'm, I'm crying. I close my eyes. He goes, I look up, and there's this, I look at my feet, and there's this beam of light, and there's a pile of sea glass, he goes, at my feet. And it's just, it's just like lit up by this light and glowing. And he goes, and colors. He goes, you know, you don't, sea glass doesn't come in piles. And it usually comes in colors of like, you know, green, there's white. He goes, there's reds, there's blues. And he goes, it's just like it's illuminated right at my feet. He goes, I'm not trying to make this out to be paranormal. I mean, the light is light, the glass is glass. He goes, I've been walking my, this beach my whole life. He literally grew up there. He goes, I have never seen a pile of sea glass, especially not one with so many colors. So how? How right then and how right there? It's just a book. It's just a note. It's just sea glass. So he said, I wanted you to have some of those pieces. So I'm sharing all this with the person in my office. After I told her about Shannon and her mother and so forth. And I said, it's, you know, when you have experiences like this, just things that are kind of beyond words that just move you. <clears throat> There's some experiences like that where, where you don't know what to do with them. What do you do with those things? So I said, and what I found, and we're talking back and forth, and I said, you know, what I found is, said there's a beautiful word in the Bible that I think of, which is behold. 
I said, I feel like I just need to, you know, not do anything with it, not think about it. You just behold it. And that word behold in the Bible is always associated with some overwhelming experience or moment that you just need to let sink deep. And I said to this person in my office, I said, you know, I have an image that I think about that came to me, you know, years ago when I think about behold. And I went like this. And she goes, I am freaking out. I have got to get out of here. Don't do that. And I was like, I don't know what just happened. And she went, left my office. 10, 15 minutes later, she comes back. Her eyes were huge, and she had this happen right away. Tears in her eyes, her face had turned white. When she came back, tears still streaming and shaking, she said, okay, I need to show you a picture. And she took out her phone, and she said, you know, I was telling you the other day about a number of people who have been very kind to me lately, and they've been giving me little things out of gratitude. She said, the reason why I freaked out is because I've been thinking and thinking for, for a long time. I want to create something to reflect my gratitude about this experience. And, and she goes, last night, it finally hit me what image I could use that would represent this. And she shows me her phone and she goes, look. She goes, I took a picture of my hands doing this. And I said, well, that is something to behold. <laughs> and it just makes me think that, you know, we are connected on so many levels. So many levels. Through friendship and through our church and through our faith. How we serve, working together, you know, maybe making a meal together. And are seeking. We're connected spiritually with God, with each other. It's a shame not to notice it when these things happen. And these moments don't have to be spectacular. It might be getting together for a new members meeting where people are just sharing their hearts. It might be getting together and having a great time and just laughing and being silly like at our Oktoberfest. But somehow that's sacred. Might be just having a great conversation where you, where you just connect with somebody. But you do so on a deeper level. Might be a look outside one day and you see a beautiful sunset. Or the moonlight hitting the ocean in a certain way. The dew on the grass in the morning. And something about that just stills your soul. And lets you settle. Maybe you see a rainbow or a double rainbow, <laughs> as it's in our bulletin. I got to take that picture a couple, of, a couple of weeks ago. There was a bunch of people who saw that and started sending. Anybody of you, any, any of you see that double rainbow, right? Started taking pictures and sending them around. It's just a double rainbow. But there was something about that that was powerful. You know, there's something about those things that give you a nudge, like the burst of light over the church. That's actually an untouched photo that was taken by our across-the-street neighbor, Amy Party, who, 
who took it and you know there's move there you get you get a nudge you get this movement brings you it connects you and so she sent it and I sent it off immediately to a whole bunch of people spiritual occurrences and connections what do you do with these things that you experience you feel and you don't have words for you sit with it you revere it you share it if you can you connect you don't blow it off too quickly. These connections with others. Maybe connections to the beyond. They're rare. Maybe connections with God's creation. Not rare. Maybe a moment that you have uh, with, with an extended gaze at a baby that you're holding. Or with somebody you love. Sacred moments to behold, new members meeting, sharing from the heart. I talk with people and they say, I don't know, there was some reason why I decided to come to church this morning and you know what was shared or what was sung? That was exactly what I needed to hear right then. You go, huh, how about that? Behold. Our connections. Shortly after um, the experience with, with you, Shannon, on Wednesday afternoon, we got a phone call from Dave Huntington. He's in New Hampshire. Dave Huntington, for those of you who don't know, um, talk about a pillar of the church. He's about 96 incredibly vital years old. Incredibly vital years old. And, uh, and he was active in this church for about 70 years and moved to New Hampshire. and. Um, just rock solid, and he still watches every Sunday, so I'm gonna say right now, hi Dave, how's it going? Good to see you, we love you. He called and he said to Pam in the office, he said, if I didn't have that connection with the church, from the church to here, watching Sunday mornings, he said, I don't know what I would do. Connections are so powerful. Something to behold. The next day, I'm going to pick on Ann, who's not here. Ann Shaw said to me, she goes, I just don't know what I would do without our church. Connected in so many sacred ways. I love what <clears throat> Albert Einstein says about this. He says, you can go through life as if nothing is a miracle, or you can go through life as if everything is a miracle. He said, I choose to go through life as if everything is a miracle. And you know what happens when you do that? What I've noticed is when you start to notice the miracles, the connections, the God winks, the grace, the gratitude, the sacred that is inside of you and that's around you, when you pay attention to those things that, that give you that little nudge in your heart, the more that you seem to notice them, the more often you notice them. The more you notice, the more it connects you and opens your channel. And by the way, when I wrote to Peter Wiswell, this was Friday now, as I was thinking about 
I said, you know, I, I, I thought, I want to share this with the congregation. I said, this is something. So I said, can I share this experience with the sea glass? He said, please do not hesitate. If they might in any way bring comfort, it will be a remarkable tribute. Thank you for thinking of us. And he wrote, especially today, which is Annie's birthday. Something to behold. Words from Jesus, words from an angel, words from Mary, words throughout the Bible, noticing God's presence in all sorts of ways. You can see the world as if nothing were a miracle, or you can see the world as if everything is a miracle. Your choice, your life, your beautiful experience. God, let me be swept away. Let me be swept away in your love. It is such a gift to be together. Something to behold. <laughs>